0: What the hell is the name of this thing? It's
1: Wayne's World. The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington.
2: Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried
1: to get me in mid-shoe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ballsy. I'm Evan Grant, your sometimes host, along with my co-host, Kevin Sherrington. Hello. And Barry
3: Horn. Good morning, Evan. And I think everybody should know. Finally, that award-winning—I I know you don't want to talk about this, but I know. Look at him; he's making faces. Evan is the sports writer of the year. Sports writer of the year at the yeah, Dallas, Dallas Morning, morning News. News. But, you know, hey, are that's you a- only because everybody else
1: in the department was on probation. Ev- like ev- ev- Evan
3: is wearing a crown, sitting you, in here. Are you a sports writer? Not of the year, no. not of the day, not of the minute. Me neither. You know the, who the sports writer others. of the day is? Who's he's on the air, uh, he's on the line
1: right now. Chuck Carlton. Chuck, are you there? Out in wherever you are
0: i uh, out, out getting ready for my scenic trip to, of all places, Oklahoma City for the NCAA. I go all the exotic places. Yes.
2: Wh- who have you got in that Oklahoma City bracket that's local? Chuck, tell us.
0: Uh, we have uh, the University of Texas Longhorns. We have the Texas A&M Aggies who could meet in the second round. You know, just one of those weird coincidences that come up when the uh, selection committee puts together the bracket, you know, there was... When the
3: cha- when the chairman of the selection committee is from the University of Oklahoma.
0: And the University of Oklahoma happens to be there. So uh, the current plans call for uh, myself, who's not lovely and talented, and the lovely and talented Cateropolis to both be in Oklahoma City. So look forward to our coverage in, in the morning news.
2: We will go no to no ends to cover this thing. Well, we send in two people to Oklahoma
3: City. You, wow. But I'm sure you have to... Drive up in the same car, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that could be.
1: That could be. All right, so I just in case anybody was unaware, since you went right into what bracket are you at, This is we're talking about the NCAA basketball tournament today, Kevin. Evan, everybody knows that, okay? We don't want to be obvious. To be well, obvious. I was busy filling out
2: my bracket. <laughs> yes, you were. And, and, and while we're filling out our brackets, Chuck... Who you, got, who you got there in that second round between uh, A&M and Texas?
3: Wait a minute. Wait. How do we know they're even going get, to get to the second round? Let's talk about the first round before we uh, jump out. They're, 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 they're way All right, past before, the Let's
1: round. just set this up. Before they get to the second round, Texas has Northern Iowa. Texas is the number 6 seed with Shaka Smart at the head coaching spot. Uh, A&M is a 3 seed, and they've got Wisconsin Green Bay, one of the nation's highest-scoring teams.
3: Can I just say something about that game? You know what I'm calling that? The Mike Sherman Bowl. Okay, Ooh. moving on. See, you like that? He Chuck like that? Mike Sherman. Steve Richardson now. Mike, Shur- you like that? Mike, Sh- Mike <laughs> Sherman coached the Green Bay Packers, and Texas A&M football. Right.
1: This is the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay. It Has nothing to do with the Packers, <laughs> but it's in Green Bay. Um, then we've got uh, Oregon State against VCU, which is Shaka Smart's former school, and we've got Oklahoma against Cal State Bakersfield, which I'm going to guess. Bakersfield resident Rangers pitcher Colby Lewis is going to be pulling for in a big fifteen versus two matchup. So, Chuck, uh, what do you got uh, of of these four of these three teams these these A and M, Texas, and Oklahoma uh, in your estimation right now? Who's playing the best? A uh, and a
0: and M. I think. I mean. That they went through their hiccup in uh, in early February. I mean, they remember, they were the fifth-ranked team in the country at one point. People were talking about them as potentially a number one seed, for crying out loud. And then they lost five straight games in the SEC, which is really hard to do when you look at how bad, you know, how, excuse me, mediocre the SEC is this year. <laughs> I I mean seriously, you've got Kentucky, uh Vandy, but not really, and shouldn't be in the tournament and South Carolina, which isn't tur- no, it's 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 just bad, but somehow they lost five straight, but now they've been on a roll, they did lose the S E. C. Title game in overtime to Kentucky, which is, you know, Kentucky's birthright, but yeah, uh, this is a team that's got a lot wait of depth, that's hard to play against, and really d's you up. Wait a
3: minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The best player in the country, I- I've been reading all season, plays in the SEC. How's LSU going to do in the tournament?
0: G- gee, uh, I don't think LSU is going to be in any tournament. Yes, I think uh, Ben Simmons has moved on now to LeBron James's, uh management company, yes, but uh, since, since he wasn't going to class anyway, I don't think it'll be much of an adjustment.
2: Oh, let's not talk about who's going to class and who's not now. There, there's probably a lot of that going around.
0: Hey, listen, <laughs> now, uh, when we watch the uh,
2: – we're going to stay with the Aggies here for You're just st- a 2nd student student-athletes. Oh, yes, that's right. Let's stay with the Aggies here for just a minute. This is a team that, that they just dominated inside in the SEC tournament and, and did a great job doing that. The question for me is that, that that's a good thing, obviously, but is how well House lights it up from the outside. If they can get him – really going to get him on a hot streak and continue to dominate like they have inside, I do think that the Aggies can go a
0: long way. Oh, oh without a doubt. And, and health creates a lot of matchup problems, too. I mean, this is a team, I mean, you, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a really solid effort on the defensive end, and they're going to pound the glass. But if, if they're knocking down the outside shot, then they become uh, uh, you know, one of the toughest matchups that you're going to have. And, and they're a fun team to watch play. give give billy kennedy a lot of credit i mean he he pays his dues uh... you know he makes the move to texas a and then kind of you know finally getting his job at the big time and and then gets the diagnosis of parkinson's disease before he basically ever gets started and has to deal with that and now you know a and m was patient and they're reaping the dividends with with billy kennedy and the basketball program
1: Chuck what about oklahoma does the does the big twelve early loss uh, does that linger is is this a team that's teetering on 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 being an early uh uh exit from the tournament
0: you know you kind of think so i mean i mean they're they're a really nice story and and if you haven't been around him buddy Heald's just a delightful kid you know he he he's enthusiastic he's genuine he seems to get it. Uh, all those sorts of things, and you'd like to see him close out what has been a pretty spectacular senior year by having a long tournament run the The thing about it is that this is a team that isn't that deep i I think they've worn down a little bit back in late January. This team that was as a team was shooting something like forty four percent on three pointers well all of a sudden, you know they're back to reality on that and they, they don't really have a great inside game. Uh, and, and outside of healed a lot of the scoring has dropped off from the outside. Standpoint. The, 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 so, key,
3: yeah. the key word I think you mentioned there in, t- in talking about healed is senior. I think as, as college basketball fans, and longtime college basketball fans, that Kevin and I, and I'm sure Evan.
2: Like, he's seen some games before. Yeah,
3: he's, he's seen a game or two. I, I love the idea that, that a team with a senior or, can go – is a good team because th- this Kentucky freshman nonsense is 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 just I think has hurt the game.
0: Oh yeah, definitely is you know. And when you look at Heald, it was also a shrewd business decision on his part. He was, got a grade of like uh, you know very marginal late first round, probably second round from the NBA. And, and rather than jump at it, he decided to improve his game, come back. He, he took the heart from the thing so that they pointed out that he needed to work on and he's you know certainly i think played his way into the lottery if not higher than that with the way that he's performed this year you know this is the way it's supposed to work i mean we all remember marcus smart from uh from flower mound you know coming back for his second year at at oklahoma state it didn't work well that's, that's marcus smart there.
3: From Flower Mound, Marcus. Flower Mound, Marcus. That's right. E- e- even though Flower
0: Mound, Marcus, from the town of Flower Mound. Uh, well, yes, that, that's, that's what he was kind of for, kind right? of sort of Mound. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He's,
1: it, that's, it's Flower Mound. It is Flower Mound. It's just the bad part of Flower
2: Mound. Well, he, no, oh, he kind of showed he, up at Flower he, Mound. He
3: kind of moved. He kind of got there. He
2: kind of got there, and it's circuitous route. Listen,
3: I, when it comes to Flower Mound, we're all about Lauren. Chuckie, Cox Chuck, 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 Chuck. You're in Flower Mound also, aren't you?
0: Yes, yes, I am. Oh, I'm here at the compound in, uh, in the
3: Flower Mound, compound. Flower Mound. Yeah, there you yeah. go.
2: Well, now, listen, Chuck, first of all, uh, Buddy Heal, should, they should have given him that shot at the buzzer the other day. Absolutely. So it's a great shot. You should give him the guy that. They should, not, first, they should not have taken that away from him. I'm saying that the Sooners are going to rise up here and they're going to keep on going. Uh, they're going to have new life here in the tournament. That's the great thing about the tournament now is it doesn't matter what you've been doing up to this point. It's new blood, new
1: tournament. Here we go. So you've got you you have them going to the Sweet Sixteen at the very least. Absolutely, I have them in the Final Four, Evan. I have mine. In, I have them in the Final Four. Yeah, Kevin, you haven't even filled out a bracket. I had them in the Final Four. It's the only team I got in there so far. Okay, can't, can't. here's the interesting team for me is is Texas because I think the Big Twelve for everything that we talked about Oklahoma being disappointing at the very end of the season. I think I think the Big Twelve is a deep conference when it comes to basketball. It's relatively, the basketball it's the
2: SEC of college basketball. It's the basketball conference
1: and I think Texas has got a guy that they hired because he is smart an overachiever of a coach with, with, a, with a lesser team, and Texas has played pretty well down the stretch here. And, and so I think Texas is an interesting team. Where is Texas right now in your estimation, Chuck? Well,
0: the question is, you know, under Rick Barnes, Texas always used to hit a, a wall in mid-February, and, and you could see it. The question is, has Texas kind of peaked here with that, you know, huge come? comeback win against Oklahoma on national TV at home uh, a couple weeks ago. They've they've kind of bounced around, uh, lost at home to Baylor, lost to Baylor in the tournament, uh, wasn't able to pull off a, a win over Kansas at home. Uh, I mean, they're playing hard. And uh, you, you just kind of look at them and you go, are they maxed out? You've got your the point guard, the engine that makes this team go, and Isaiah Taylor with the plantar fasciitis. And there's no way of knowing if he's going to be 90% or 50% when he wakes up the morning of the game, quite honestly. It's one of those injuries. Uh, They're hoping to get some meaningful minutes from Cam Ridley, but who knows, coming off a broken foot in late December. uh, I mean, I think Chuck has done a remarkable job, but you aren't going to see what he really can do until probably one or two years hence when he gets his own players in there and can play the system he wants. But uh, I, I think they survive in the first round. But A and M, yeah, I mean, you know, A and M beat Texas with Cam Ridley at full strength. Uh, I think it's a, a huge chore for Texas to beat A and M in this tournament from a matchup standpoint.
2: And we saw in the in the uh, Big Twelve tournament in the game between Baylor and Texas. You know, uh, the the difference in the athletes uh, was unbelievable in the in the athletes that Baylor had in the, and the athletes that Texas has available. And so and I don't want to talk a little bit about Baylor now because of that. To me, this is...
1: This well, Baylor's is, the other team from the Big 12 that is in that what, region. Why do you want bracket. to talk about
3: the second best basketball team at Baylor? Wow.
1: wow. Yeah, Mr. Kim Mulkey. Uh, the, the the thing that to Speaking me about of Kim Mulkey, you know, Lauren Cox from Flower Mound will be playing for Kim Mulkey, and, you, and, and
3: she'll be playing with is, Natalie is this Chu. A, wait a minute, is this she'll a promo infomercial? She'll be, wait a no, she'll be playing with Natalie Chu from Plano West. And where are two of the A and M key players from? Plano West. Chuck, that's we'll get awesome. back
2: to you in a minute when we finish with this infomercial about Plano <laughs> West and Flowermouth. Uh, listen. Where are the
1: Hillcrest kids going?
2: Uh, hey, Harvard. Hey, stop, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right, pal. Let me, let me ask you about uh, Baylor. First of all, they are the most underachieving team in the Big 12, are they not?
0: Uh, Baylor? Yes. Uh, I I don't know if under, underachieving is right word. This is a hard conference to win in, but certainly when you look at Baylor, you, you look at. As you said, you look at athletes. I mean, Torian Prince, if he doesn't make the NBA, is going to average like 35 points a game playing in like France or Turkey or Japan or somewhere. I mean, he's just a huge matchup problem. Uh, you know, R- R- Rico Gathers, people know about him. You know, he may be, you know, he's going to be a tied in. Yeah. tied in, okay. yeah. And, but Jonathan Motley, he's just a 6'10 smooth guy inside. They, they, is that they can do some things. Uh, the one thing they, do, they don't have is a true point guard, and that's held them back this year. You know, when you look, Lester Medford tries, but he's more of an undersized shooting guard playing the point guard position. If if they had Kenny Cherry from last year, this would be a top-ten team.
1: And we all know that guard play in the tournament is a huge, huge deal. Baylor last year um, had a... Was Baylor a four or a five last year?
0: Yeah, Baylor was a
1: They were a 3, and they lost a 13-point lead to tiny little Georgia State. With four minutes oh, left to go in the game, they've got it's another. Evan, wait, a minute, wait a minute, Evan. Where did you go to college?
3: Uh, Georgia State. Okay, but basketball, you're a Georgia State. But football, all of a sudden, you're a, a Georgia. Georgia fan. Pretty much there you, was no the program at Georgia you, you State. You linked when I was to here. whoever
1: you know you, you that wins, right?
2: Mention Lauren, that Co-
3: Lauren, mention Lauren. Cox's name again. Lauren Cox, Flower Mound. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so, so Baylor's got
1: Yale. Baylor has Yale. Yale does, in the first. Does round. Does Baylor survive this first round matchup? <laughs> Chuck.
0: No, no, no. Well, well, once again, there was, there was some background noise, surprisingly, on your question, Evan. You...
1: Yes, <laughs> let me make that more clear, because usually it's either Barry or Kevin cackling or chewing on a cookie. Uh, does Baylor survive this first-round matchup with Yale?
0: I, I, I think so. I, I mean, it, it, it's a nice team. It's, it's also a team, though, with some controversy there for uh, the the team captain uh left uh uh in uh about a month ago after uh amid reports of some sort of uh sexual assault sexual incident uh on campus and the campus is actually divided despite the fact that this team is in the tournament for the first time since nineteen sixty two they're they're deliberate they have some some nice players, but if Baylor plays like they're supposed to play if they play up to their potential there's no way yale can match them i mean uh Baylor should just dominate the boards uh I I just don't see a way that um that Yale wins this game but then again I didn't see how Georgia State would win the game last year I, I mean this is this is not a game that Yale can win this game Baylor can lose Okay well,
2: can Baylor can Baylor beat Duke in the second round if they get past they, them
0: They 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 can I mean this isn't a great Duke team we've seen that I mean they they did beat North Carolina they have some decent wins, but they've also struggled a little bit. Uh, I don't think that this is a, a Duke team that will throw at Baylor anything more than what Kansas did or what Oklahoma did or what Iowa State does, uh, quite honestly. So, yeah, I, can they? Yeah. I, I mean, do I don't like Duke in that matchup? Certainly. But, yeah, th- things are set up well to have the Big 12 kind of, you know, pick on each other in the sweet sixteen with Oklahoma or you know, Oklahoma, maybe Texas, but I think more likely A and m and, and Baylor all having a chance to advance out to uh the you know, Anaheim and the happiest place on earth, at least from Bob Bowlesby's standpoint. But I really do think A and M is the uh is the team to watch in uh uh in in this bracket out it, west. He uh, you they're put- the team playing the best right now.
3: Since you brought up Bob Bowlesby's name, let me ask you this. Should Texas play Texas A&M? And should Texas beat Texas A&M? Will that game be played on the Longhorn Network every week for the next two years? <laughs> Replayed?
0: I, you know, it's weird. I don't know if ESPN has the agreement with CBS or True TV or Turner or... I was
3: thinking that this morning,
0: yeah. Whoever will be there. I mean, yeah, there there are times you can tell. Uh, you know, the, the last Texas Texas A&M game... You know, for crying, you know, for crying out loud! You see the winning field goal like you know, like clockwork, (laughs) pretty much, Uh, or or they're dragging you know Vince Young out one more time uh, on the scramble, or yes, it's 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 all of that. But uh, yeah, this one may be a little harder to come by uh, uh, on the on the Longhorn Network that may or may not at some point in the future be the Big Twelve Network.
1: All right, let's get to one other Big Twelve team here, one other Texas team. In uh, Texas Tech uh, in the Midwest, they've got Butler in the first round. And if they get past Butler, they in all likelihood have the University of uh, Virginia, that number one seed in, in the second round uh, in Raleigh. is Where does Texas Tech stand going into this tournament?
0: I, I think Texas Tech, frankly, is a year ahead of schedule. I mean... They only have two seniors uh, on on the team. Only one starts. Uh, uh, it's a case where uh, Tubby Smith has gotten some really good uh, contributions from a cornerstone sophomore class. That uh, and uh, again, you look where they were last year, and just a you know thirteen and nineteen bad team that struggled, pick last in Big Twelve. Nobody was expecting them to do this, but he, he, NIT would have been a moral victory, and stood there back in the tournament for the first time since 2007, give Tubby Smith his props. This is he, why he's the Big Dallas. 12
2: coach of the year.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and from that standpoint, anything they do, I mean, they're kind of playing with house money right now. Baylor's an interesting matchup. This isn't the Brad Stevens-Butler team that went to you know back-to-back national championship teams, but it's still... A a quality team that's been a little inconsistent. Tech certainly can play play with them, and and then Virginia. I mean, actually, it's pretty much the same styles. And a test of will if Tech gets there, because Tech likes to run the shot clock down. They play really hard defense. They rebound. They aren't spectacular. They aren't especially gifted, but that's kind of what Virginia is under Tony Bennett. It's uh, kind of like what now, this podcast ben, is, not gifted. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't yeah. even
1: try hard. No. But,
0: but bottom line is, uh, do I think uh, Tech can beat Butler? Yeah, it's kind of a coin flip game, which you expect in an 8-9. Can they beat Virginia? I think they can hang for 30, 35 minutes. I don't think they still uh, they have quite what it takes to knock off the Cavaliers.
2: All right, let's not forget the other Texas team in this lineup. Houston.
3: Well, no. Oh, I <laughs> thought Kevin was going to bring up Houston.
2: Now I'm going to bring up Stephen F. Austin. Yes, we got the Lumberjacks playing West Virginia. Uh, that's a uh, so uh, that's a it's a three against a fourteen there. What are the chances the 27 and five Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks pull off an upset?
0: Well, as much as people talk about the West Virginia pressure and justifiably so, West Virginia is only second in uh, in the country in turnovers us. Number one is Stephen F. Austin. Don't expect a whole lot of points scored here, and don't expect a, a pretty game. This is these are teams that are just going to go at each other and d it up. But don't discount Stephen F. Austin um, getting the job done. This team that has gone on a huge role in uh, uh, in the Southland. This is a team that's making its third straight NCAA appearance. They aren't going to be overawed by uh, you know playing to West Virginia, uh, and West Virginia has to get by with effort too. This is an extremely gifted. To use that word again, West Virginia team, this team that has to get by by, by, you know, scratching and clawing and doing all that kind of stuff. And it's also uh, interesting that uh, uh, Brad Underwood, the Stephen F. Austin coach, uh, don't be surprised to hear his name for both the TCU job. Well, actually, you will hear his name for the
3: TCU job. Which is now open. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Barry had a question. No, I was, I wanted to, you, you read my mind from Flower Mound. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to talk about the TCU situation. They're without a head coach now, and I want to get your thoughts on on that.
2: Trent Johnson was uh, fired officially today.
3: Yes, uh, Monday. Today Monday. being Monday, right? Uh, I, I just I just want to get your thoughts on that, and then I'd like to get your thoughts on SMU not being in the tournament and what they might have been able to do. Go. Uh,
0: I mean, I think I mean Trent Johnson was a, a really decent and bluntly honest guy, and, and he looked like a good hire. I mean, he had taken three different schools to the NCAA tournament you know taking Nevada Stanford and lSU there he came to tcu from, from from lSU which is kind of a weird mood he was kind of you know one step ahead of the posse to be quite honest with yet at lSU but he but he comes in there you, you've got Daniel Meyer Coliseum which isn't which wasn't no. a great place to play um he's trying to recruit there they're in the big twelve with non big twelve type talent this isn't like Gary Patterson going into the Big 12 with, with guys from the Rose Bowl and guys from Mountain West Championship teams. This was uh, kind of an afterthought there. He, he did the best he could. He had injuries. He was on the road for a year and a half while they were renovating uh, the the arena there, playing at a high school facility. It, you know, He won, but the bottom line is he won eight of 72 Big 12 games. That's not going to get it done. A, a one, one one winning percentage, just no. And uh, would I have liked to have seen him maybe get one more year? I mean, he had two years left on the contract, maybe. But with that $72 million investment in that arena, I mean, uh, Chris O'Connor, the athletic director, felt like he had to go out and get somebody. And, uh, I mean, you know, everybody's buzzing, can they get Jamie Dixon back? Okay, spoiler alert, no. <laughs> He's not leaving Pittsburgh and, and and making more than $3 million to come back to uh, Fort Worth, that I can tell. But there's still some good guys out there. You know, a guy like Underwood at Stephen F. Uh, Austin is a guy. You might hear something about it. Uh, I think an intriguing name, if you want to get back to this part of, this, uh, of the country, is Buzz Williams at Virginia Tech, who's in the NIT this year, but former... Texas A and M assistant, well regarded here. I think he's a guy to keep an eye on.
3: All right, how Chuck, about I, wait before, before we go? I twenty SMU, SMU.
0: Uh, in,
1: in I mean, Barry's imaginary bracket. How far would SMU go? Uh,
0: you know, you look at some of the you know some of the rankings. You know, the the KPIs of Ken Palm's where they've done real well. You know what I mean? This is uh, you know don't go by the. AP, which just had them on the fringe of the top 25. I mean, uh, you know, one of the reasons Tulsa is in this tournament, and they shouldn't be, but the reason that the committee said was, hey, they won at SMU, and SMU's really good. Well, no duh. You know, this would have been a Sweet 16 team, and in this year if you get to the Sweet 16, you can get to the Final Four. That, it's that kind of parity. There are no great teams. There are a bunch of teams that uh you know are 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 kind of sort of very good on a given night and SMU was one of those teams would have had a chance and irony of irony if you get North Carolina in a final four even cutting down the nets in Houston and, and and then all of a sudden the you know the wrist slap comes from the NCAA sometime in in June or July let's how face are people facts at SMU let's, feel?
1: let's face facts here the S- the, the A's investigations are liable to turn up something about a poor college student who was able to reveal the bracket on national t- before it was revealed on national TV. Did that happen? rather than slapping a landmark institution like North Carolina. So uh, I don't help put a whole lot of re- re- uh, uh, eggs into the NCAA's basket. Oh, a little Easter reference there. Thank you so much. Chuck, I here, the before, one thing about before we get to the Final Four, your Final Four pick, just very quickly, yes or no. Should anybody be surprised that that UT Arlington did not make the NIT field?
0: I, I, probably not. Out of the out of the Sun Belt and not getting to the finals of uh, of that league. I mean, it, it's still a nice story and everything, and uh, they should be playing in some tournament. Uh,
1: and they are. Yes,
0: yes uh, but from the standpoint of of, of of UT Arlington, their their season changed when. Uh, uh, Kevin Hervey, who was their leading scorer, forward who was getting some NBA looks, quite honestly. You know, the late first round guy went down with a season ending knee surgery. I mean, they, they, they were on a roll at that time. They had almost won at Texas. They had beaten Ohio State. This was a very good basketball team. And, and Little Rock, which came out of the Sun Belt and coached by Chris Beer, the former Texas Tech assistant, who, you know, had some local ties, but. You know, as good as, as Little Rock is, and, and that's a team that can pull an upset in the tournament. Sunbelt's produced some upset there.
1: schools in the last few years. Oh, here we
3: go. What, what, what's the what's the biggest upset the Sunbelt school has produced? In recent years? In the recent one years.
1: that first comes to mind is Georgia State beating uh,
2: Baylor last year. I thought you were going to say the biggest upset was you coming out of the Sunbelt. I, I was, was at—I
1: came out of the tack. <laughs> The tacky, the tacky—that's tacky. tacky. what we call
2: it. Now. The Trans-America
0: yeah. yeah. Athletic Conference. So, Chuck,
2: what is your Final Four as we're winding this down? Who's who's it going to be?
0: Uh, who who, do I, who is my Final Four yes. coming out of this thing?
2: We want to know right now, Chuck.
0: Okay, give me out of, out of these give me uh, yeah uh, those fake classes at the University of North Carolina. Wrong. You can't, you can't beat those sorts of things, and I and I think it, it's pretty favorable there i think i could see west virginia going down early I, uh xavier i'm not that impressed with uh give me your fighting aggies of texas a&m coming out uh there of the uh, of the west Wow. Uh, give me give me yep. some of that little fighting texas uh texas aggie sort of situation uh give me uh we always have uh in, in the midwest Virginia's number one, but the team playing the best, and maybe the team playing as best as as good as anybody in the country right now. Who should have been number one seed is Tom Izzo and Michigan State. You know what they do this time of year; they're right. going to be there. And and out of the south, hate to say it, Kansas doesn't make it again, uh, oh, like wow. Bill Self, but not going to make it out of there. And uh, uh, give me. Uh, you can have the Big 12 throwback team with both Sheldon McClellan and uh, Angel Rodriguez. Give me uh, your Miami and Florida Hurricanes. Tenure. Wow, so, wow. wow
2: Chuck, Chuck, Miami in the Final over, Four. Over so over
0: Miami Jim <laughs> took uh, uh, George Mason to the Final Four. He'll be back.
1: So you've got Miami, a and Michigan State and North Carolina. you got one number one advancing to the final four.
3: Chuck goes one for four in his predictions.
1: Barry, what do you got?
3: Well, I also have uh, Michigan State, but I like Oklahoma, I like Kansas, and I like Indiana. I'm going with the chalk.
1: You know Bobby Knight's not no longer at Indiana. Uh Kevin, <laughs> who do that's
3: you That's why have? that's why I give them a chance.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm all chalk. You, you know you got to go. You can't you can't have Miami in your final four. I mean, holy cow. I am going with with Kansas, Oklahoma, North Carolina and give me not, the Midwest is the one I'm a little shaky on uh, more so stay. than than Take usually. Should I go with Michigan State? Okay, yeah. I'll go Michigan State. Michigan
1: right. State is a chic pick, and I, I can't just, dis- I cannot dispute Michigan State. I think Tom Izzo is the best tournament coach in the country right now. Give me Michigan State. Don't do not pick Georgia State. Give me Kansas. Give me in a very Big Twelve flavored Final Four. West Virginia.
2: Wow, West Virginia. That's a, that's a
3: good pick.
1: That's and a good give pick. me Oklahoma.
3: Three, oh! Big- oh, three Big 12, remember, 12 teams. Remember when there was a conference called the Big East and they had three teams in? Yeah, he, 1985.
2: Yeah, well, here's what Evan's thinking right now. He sees the headline in the in, on our website. Evan Grant's got three Big 12 teams in the Final he's, Four. He's
3: going, he's going for
1: clicks.
2: Going for clicks.
1: I'm all about the clicks, man. Yeah, you are. Chuck, this has been, listen, I want to just tell you that this has been the best college uh, tournament preview show we have had this year, um, and, and we appreciate your time.
0: I'll be leaking the full finished <laughs> bracket, you know, by uh, by I think the uh, first four. I'm working on getting that right now because it's all scripted. So I'll have the complete finished bracket with e- all of this into Whoop. Houston. Just people can look for that online under, you know, some, uh, some pin name that I'll have out there on Twitter. Chuck,
3: well, you, thanks so much for being with us.
2: Chuck, one, one thing real quick, Chuck. Where was it again that you went to college?
0: Uh, the – Defined uh, Directional School of Western Illinois University.
2: Western yeah. Illinois. Okay, I want to bring something up here in a minute.
0: We still haven't made the men's Division One basketball tournament like ever. Uh, lost to the South Dakota State Jackrabbits uh, a couple years ago in the t- title game of whatever conference we're in. <laughs> what point
3: are you trying to make? Well,
2: my point was that Chuck, when he was in college, would uh, be one of the guys who would scrimmage the women's basketball team at Western Illinois.
0: Yes, I was a women's practice player for two years. Uh, 100 pounds and two uh, blown-out knees go.
2: (laughs) We just want to establish your credentials here, That's funny,
3: because when Kevin was in college, he used to go up against Hakeem Olajuwon all the time. Yeah,
2: uh, when I bring a Wendy's burger over, they used to get mad at me at practice for that.
3: Chuck, thanks for being with us.
1: Thanks, Chuck.
0: Hey, thanks for having
1: me, guys. Take care. All right, fellas, so there's our college basketball preview show. We could have
0: asked Chuck
2: about any team in the country. He would have known some interesting trivia about
3: it. He would have been able to name the sixth man on any team in the country. It was great. I I, I really would like to say that as far
1: as the college basketball shows we've done this year, that's That's number one. Evan, how many times are you going to make that uh, joke? Barry, <laughs> let's talk about beating jokes into the ground. <laughs> I, uh, brought
2: my ha- I brought my hammer with me. He- here's the thing: we're going to keep everybody. We're going to keep records of everybody's picks, and including Chuck's. And we're going to have him back next week, and we're going to talk about it again and see how we did in that you're first. You're
3: planning round. so far in advance. I how know it's know? hard to Chuck believe. Chuck might it? be on the road somewhere. That's Are right. you
2: kidding? We're having Chuck back on here. Okay, oh, believe Mr. Me, Producer. Chuck will
1: call us from the road.
2: He'll call us from the road. Yeah. They have phones everywhere. Okay. <laughs>
1: All right, I think that should wrap that, up. I think the it's Brian show. wrapping hey, Brian, it up with bored? the music. Brian's Thanks, Brian. Brian, is Brian. the music there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't hear. It. So what wait
3: before we go, tell us what other podcasts we'll have going on. Oh, our them. other
1: podcast today. We're gonna have David Moore talking uh Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys uh again. And we're going to again. have uh John Daniels on the Rangers podcast today talking about um the Rangers. Oh. Thank you. You know, he's the general manager. And, and you
3: and you I think you'll be going one on one with him today too. In a
1: in a, another basketball analogy, yes, I'll Thanks. be going one on one, playing man coverage.
3: I'd play zone.
1: All Bye. Right. Goodbye, everybody.